everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of Vigilance. Vigilance is a podcast where we'll be discussing social political issues in the society. You can join me every Fridays for interesting and enlightening episodes. I am your host, Balasha DRDB. Or you can follow us for more updates by searching vigil.com on your web browser, vigil as in V-E-E-G-I-L.com. Well, video.com is a debate platform where users get to interact and discuss issues affecting the society. You can also follow us on all our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter, Video Media, on LinkedIn, Video, and on Instagram, Video underscore Media. I have a guest with me, her name is Aminat. Aminat, welcome to the show. Thank you for Lashadi. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. It's nice to be here, Aminat. Thank you for Lashadi. It's nice to be here. In today's episode, our topic today is insecurity in Nigeria. You know, with defense being part of the exclusive list that is handled by the federal government, then the security of lives and properties then lies with the federal government. But we can see that in recent times, the actions of bandits, earthmen, and Haram members has impeded the safety of lives and properties. Then it, this issue has resulted in the rise in the number of deaths of citizens. I mean, Nat, what are your thoughts on this? Hmm. An interesting topic, I must say. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Yeah, the thing is, if you look at it years back, you know, Boko Haram was a major threat for us in Nigeria, hmm. particularly in the Northeast. Okay. But I must also tell you that from a look at um, what has been going on recently and even a couple of years back, mm-hmm. you know, it's obvious that Boko Haram as a body or whatever organization, I would say, yeah. you know, they've gone beyond the notice now. Yeah, and it's friends. such that almost in and around, everywhere in and around, most parts of the North now, are like very hot spot Sports. areas, you know. And then, sadly, it's not even only the Boko Haram members that are actually a threat to our insecurity right now. You know, we've, we've seen the emergence of bandits. Mm-hmm. We've seen the emergence of the Fulani headsmen as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's sad to see that a few miscreants have held a nation as Nigeria, you know, incapacitated you know mm-hmm. and it's it's really pathetic i must confess very like i i i i get surprised at the rate at which these people operate and there's no one stopping them like there's it's, it's no even it's them. even sad enough to know that it's not just about them like the activities are saddening you can't really predict this minute it's kidnapping, the next minute is they just storm a village and they kill young, old, male, female, you know, they cut away with individuals in large numbers and the likes. You know, it's it's a thing, it's worrisome to see that we have people in power as we speak, you know, from the executives, the presidency to our mm-hmm. legislators and it just seems like it's all business as usual. No, there isn't, there aren't any actual sanctions to yes. see that we we intend to stop this 
activities of these um, miscreants anytime soon. You know, if you look at it, let's go down memory lane a bit, you know. Look at um, the first major one we had where um, we had people kidnapped MS was the Chibok school yes, girls, yes, you know. Chibok. That was particularly April um, 14, 2014, if I remember correctly, you know. And about um, 276 school girls, you know, were carted away with. And funny enough, we still do not have all of them rescued. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, we would say we have about 170-something, you know, that has been rescued. If you, afterwards, I think another major one we had was the Dutchie school girls too. You know, we've seen in recent times too where we have um, the... Um, about that was around December or thereabouts, where we had um, school children from the Mahuta village, you know, also kidnapped. Exactly, you know, and even the about 300 abducted school boys too in Kankara, not to forget that too, you know. So by the time you even see, they've even moved away from the north recently, <laughs> you know, we had students of Onabisi Olabanda yes, University yes. that we you know, exactly, you know. So by the time you see this activities that being perpetrated by these miscreants, you begin to wonder what really is our government doing, you know? Let's um, even consider some of the things our government has done. You know, you would wonder why a government would go as far as paying ransoms to these people. Because I really do not understand to what end. You know, because for me, when you pay ransoms, it's just like you're yeah, enabling exactly. You're enabling them to be able to get um, access to more weapons. Mm. You know, you're making them to spread their tentacles the more. Mm-hmm. Because if if they didn't have maybe vehicles to move. With that ransom, they can now get so many vehicles. They can well, get well, so many weapons. They can locate themselves in places that. By the time you see, they are living the life. They can even recruit more members. More members. Well, um, um, according to a statement by President Mahmoudou Buhari, it was like states should stop paying ransoms to these dead men and these bandits that they've turned this thing to business. They've monetized it. You know, talking about this kidnapping of school children and everything, they've actually moved from school children also to travelers. Like they kidnap people, especially the uh, Lagos Vinyore Road and the Abuja Kaduna Road. It's like a death trap for travelers. You can't travel by that or on that road by you can't travel there. You have to go through train. It's Why? Like, you see the Bini Lagos Vinyore Road you mentioned. That road has been a hotspot from time immemorial. <laughs> you know, I could remember back then during my service year, you know. Um my aunt was actually kidnapped wow. along that road, you know. It took, um, she was kidnapped alongside her husband, wow. you know. And then, luckily for them, you know, they were, it was December, you know, they were going for their oh, festive, festive mm-hmm. festivities and all. And they had um, packs of drinks in their boots. So, by the time they were kidnapped, you know, they released the husbands who had get the ransom they were demanding. They were demanding for about eight million about, you know. And you know, while the husband was still trying to navigate and whatever, trying to contact everybody and all, they they just um used the drinks in the boots and they were and of course, it was a call and mm-hmm. blah, blah. Then before you know it, they were, they were out. 
Wow. That was what saved my heart. She wasn't really tied well. I mean. Luckily for her, she was able mm-hmm. to escape. You understand? So I wonder if she wasn't able to escape. What would have happened? Do you understand? And that's as far back as 2013, like I mentioned. And if you've been having these things going on and off. And this is 2021. Do you understand? So you can only but imagine where we are at, what we are doing, where our leaders are. Do you understand? And then you begin to ask yourself, what is the um, defense, the chief of staff? What are what they doing? What, what are they doing? What are, where are the clerks? Where's the clan? You know, how are they mobilizing officers? You know, that takes me back to the recruitment we had in 2019. I'm not sure we've even completed that recruitment as of today. I'm talking about the police recruitment. <laughs> no, you I know, think so. a whole lot of incidences like this crop up and we begin to ask ourselves when do we intend to recognize that we have this charming issues mm-hmm. these crucial matters I'm that we have to address let me continue uh, about the um, chief of staff he was actually sacked from his position and he was replaced but the out of assembly they were like they don't want the president to be in charge of the chief of staff i feel they they want to kind of like reduce the power of the president. I well, I actually um, agree with the House of Representatives because a nation where citizens do not feel safe, our founders are, are basically well, our whether we like it or not, the president remains the commander in chief of the armed forces. But the, when the commander of like the commander can't really do what he should do. No, I think I think it is approach towards handling matters. You know, there are certain things we should understand. You know, when you when you feel when you prioritize a particular thing, mm. you understand it is what you hold dear. You tend to prioritize, and I think as a nation, I don't know how to explain the president's thought process really, because okay. I would want to believe that his advisors, you know, special advisors, should be able to. You know, give him Jermaine. You know, when I say Jermaine, I mean have these heart-to-heart conversations. You know, let's have these conversations of what's going on. You understand? Okay. How can we approach these things? Okay. I'm not just turning a blind eye because you feel, oh, it's my kinsmen that are being mentioned here. Oh, they are Fulanis or they are headsmen, okay. and because I'm someone that also deals in heads. So definitely, these are my brothers and questions. Let's just turn a blind eye to it. I think it's improper because the president should recognize that. Just like he said when he was being sworn in in 2015, it belongs to everybody. And that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. He actually belongs to everybody. He's the president of everyone of Nigeria. Nigeria. He doesn't have to be an Igbo issue or Yoruba or full, whatever. We are Nigerians, and the president should know that he should remain accountable to us as Nigerians. And insecurity is something that he just has to deliver on, regardless of where the flashpoints are. Okay. Well, what you actually said brought about this question. You were talking about the president making the issue of uh, insecurity, it like prioritize it. Then, how do we answer tackle insecurity in Nigeria? How well do you think we can tackle this insecurity problem in Nigeria? Well, first off, we should know that insecurity is something that we have failed as a nation to address 
from the time immemorial. It's not something we've just um, started failing to address. Okay. You understand? And when you have something that you've allowed to linger for way too long, oh, no. of yeah. course, the solution doesn't just come in one-off. It's going to be a gradual process at the same time. You understand? You know, if you look back, you would, you would, re- um, you would um, remember, you know, there were times when we've had huge sums, you know, being um, allocated, being, you know, for the purchase of arms, okay, for the army and all. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, these sums of money are embezzled. <laughs> that and that and corruption. Do you understand? So there are certain times when we keep on saying we have plans, we've drafted pathways to do a thing, but unfortunately, some people, people in the system just find a way of creating this sort of loopholes and they just milk funds off the system. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder, even the soldiers that we are expecting to go to the battle, Yes, they've sworn an oath to defend the nation with their lives. Okay. Do you understand? But I feel it's unfair when we when we know that people are embezzling funds for getting them the equipped with what like the ammo tanks, you know, the AK forty sevens and the likes. You know, but we, we, we find out that someone somewhere, you know, is gallivating around town. Hmm. Enjoying, you know, hmm. with this public funds, and we have soldiers that have been wasted in the northeast. And then, even when some soldiers strike, you remember in sometimes around 2018, when some of those soldiers decided to um, speak out, you know, and some of them were actually taken to the guard room to be disciplined. Yeah, that's you know, true. it's sad, you know. So, I think, first off. I think the one way we could tackle this is for us to ensure we do appropriate um, audits okay. of the system so that we check to see that the places in the past where we've said we are releasing funds for be it um, ammunition acquisition, be it the ammo tanks, be it even the facilities where the soldiers would reside in our that brings me to something according to a bbc report in 2015 um a soldier said that the nigerian military lacked adequate equipment he even said to the extent that he said they ran out of fuel when they were attacking these Boko Haram members we are back to what i was saying really no all these things have been we've we've released funds have been released to address these things you understand but now Someone somewhere has diverted this funds. Even it could be as bad as just putting in a fixed deposit. You understand that? So, at the end of the day, people are in these flashpoints. Mm. We've dispatched them there to go and tackle whatever it is without the just like taking a farmer to his farm without the, the necessary tractor, no yeah. nothing. And you're expecting results. So at the end of the day, look at the news, really. You know, it's sad when you get to read the news and they're telling you he lost 80 soldiers. Mm. Some are even leaving the system. Some soldiers are actually resigning. So, like I said, we have to do a proper audit of the system. Okay. And then let us fish out when we see that there are any 
bad eggs in the system. Let's take two, three, four persons and, and make them as examples. You know, let them face the rot of the law. And let's address these issues from ground up. It doesn't matter whosoever is found to be, you know, um, exactly. Regardless of your status in the society, if you're found wanting, you should answer. You know, by the time we have these things, and then we now make sure that going forward, you know, we do not just um, release funds and then go back home mm. to sleep. You know, we but make sure that done. we we follow up to see how these things are being implemented. We follow up to see with the person purchasing the arms. Do you understand? Did you actually get the the, the ones we need? Okay. You know, you can't be asking for a AK-47 and someone is bringing that of a... Some Do you understand? Mm-hmm. They are two different things. So you have to... All this has to screen all of these things. It's not just enough to say, yes, we bought guns. Mm-hmm. you understand? We should be sure that it is the type of guns we, we want that are actually being bought. Because when you see this book around, when you see clips of this book around videos, you see them with sophisticated guns. And you see our, our own military... Uh, men with guns that are not even up to standard. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's the way someone is doing his or her job on the other side. Mm. So, as a nation, we have to ensure that we do our own job too. On our own front, I, I agree with you. We have to ensure we do that. And then, by the time we, 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 we get all these things, I have no doubt in our soldiers. They are trained. Mm. Nigerian soldiers are respected globally. There's several awards we've been, we've gone for, we've, recently we were in Mali for a peacekeeping, um, this thing, you know, we, I have no doubts when it comes to our, um, our, our gallant soldiers, you understand? But I feel we need to equip them with the right resource. Mm. That is what is missing and that is what we are lacking. Mm. Okay, that's true. What other point do you think we can tackle insecurity? Well, um, away from just um, doing an audit. I think it also has to deal with um, reaching out to the masses too. Okay. Because the honest truth is, for you to be able to um, know where these people are hiding out and all of these things. Because it's funny to know that some of these people are brothers and sisters to the masses. They, know, they actually know this. At least to even show you, to watch that point, you can see that in recent times we have someone like Sheikh Gumi as their spokesperson, someone with an intermediary between the government and the bandits. You understand? So I feel the government has to try to look for ways, even the security operatives, the chief of army staff and all the likes, you know. Okay. They have to look for ways to gain the trust, to garner the trust of the masses. To be able to know that if they divulge information that they know, they will be safe. Mm. Because, like we saw in Kaduna, where some persons actually divulge information, and then after releasing that information, the army did not act fast enough, so they were killed. And then the no, not that the army did not act fast in their own regard. What I meant is that the army went ahead, followed through with the information they had, captured it, quite a number, a handful of those miscreants, okay. and dealt with them, 
But they failed to keep like a backup for the masses. And then those bandits were able to launch a counter-attack. You understand? On the they were able to launch a counter-attack on the masses, killing almost everyone. That, in that the is what America is kind of you know, doing. and that's the there's something called um witness protection program over there. Yeah, so you know, because we know that most of our um security operatives actually, just like I mentioned about the recruitment the other time, we don't have enough um, men. You know, so sometimes when you have some men deployed to a particular um, location, it's difficult to cover up for another. And trust me, these uh, bandits, headsmen, Bokwaram, whatever you want to call them, actually, they are people that know the terrain very well. You know, so while you are watching on one end, before you know it, they are in another location causing mayhem. So, really, those are ways I feel if we can get hold of doing a proper audit. And if we can also ensure that you know we we gain the trust of the masses, I feel these are ways we can at least address insecurity. Well, so from my own point of view, it's about um, tackling of this insecurity with the um, you know there's this irate of harms in the society. I don't know if you notice. You see every Jack and Jill in the society having a gun. I wonder how did they get this thing like. What happened? Why is there free flow of guns? Well, it's back to our politicians again. You know, when they when it is time for election, you see the way we distribute um, hands just because we, we feel election political do or die affair. Prior to elections, we all we they all have these ammunitions distributed. But when elections are gone, who goes back up to collect them? <laughs> no one. Do you understand? So what do you yes. think these missions will what we use do you think it will to? Do we use to cause mayhem in the society? So that's it. Mm. Um to buttress your point, I was actually thinking of something about the border control. What can you say about insecurity and the border control? Well, you know, we are surrounded by quite a number of nations. I think um, if you look at it, we have um, Chad, we have Cameroon, and we have Benin, Benin Republic too, you know, and some others too, you know. So I think first off, really, we have way too many security personnel and we we seem to be duplicating roles and yet we do not know how to deploy. You understand? So I feel um, if we feel the army is not enough, if we feel the customs are not enough, okay, let's substitute with others. We have NSCDC, okay, right? We have some others that we can deploy and increase their portfolio, really. If we feel maybe what they have to handle doesn't cover some of these um, roles. Okay. We might just have to do some um, restructuring within their um, status and you know, set men up to address these issues mm. as we want them to address. Mm. Thanks, Amina, for the eye-opener. And it's actually nice having you on the show. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. Um, dear listeners, that will be uh, all on today's episode. You can participate in this ongoing debate by searching vg.com on your web browser. Just sign up and search insecurity. After signing up, 
then you can search insecurity in Nigeria and impending doom. Do not forget to tell your family, your friends, and your loved ones. You can join us same time at 4 p.m. every Friday. And you can also follow us on all social media platforms. Bye-bye. Bye.